have an army. We have a Hulk. Welcome to episode 101 of We Have a Hulk podcast, where we talk all things TV, film, and occasionally comic books. Mm. I'm your usual host, Nicola. And I'm your other usual host, Christopher. And a very happy new year, everybody. Happy new year. And this is our first podcast in 2019. Yes. And we hope you all had a lovely festive and new year's time. Yeah. So what are we going to be talking about in this episode then, Chris? Right then, Nicola. We've got Home of the Hulks. Mm-hmm. We got our Bandersnatch review, and we got our Mary Poppins Do review, mm-hmm. and we've got an interview with the director of the film Mug. <laughs> director of the film Mug. Mm-hmm. And then we've got our Hulk Topics. What TV, uh, film, comic books are you looking forward to most in 2019 mm-hmm. slash 2020? Oh, have you got, <laughs> <laughs> got carried away? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh dear. Right, so let's kick things off with At Home With The Hulk. So what have we been doing, watching, reading, eating and such over the past <laughs> two? So much food. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's been, obviously it's been Christmas. So it's been what, Christmas. what have we been up to over the festive period? Well, we had a pre-Christmas gathering at our gaff. Our gaff, yes. Yeah, with Nicholas family. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So that was good. We had a dog and a child. Yes, which Doesn't. was uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was all right. It was good. Yeah. Lots of popcorn being thrown Lots everywhere, of, though. Um, <laughs> kid banging his head on Oh, yeah, that was quite hard. Our kitchen table was exactly the wrong height because he was just <laughs> yeah. launching himself around. And, uh, well, I think it's because the dog went under there. The dog was like, run away. <laughs> yeah, dog was hiding under the table. And then the kid went under there with him and then yeah. he kept standing up. And Ooh, and it was like, donk, and just slurred it throughout <laughs> the, whole, the house. The whole house shook. Yes. yes. Uh, that was good. And then we went to Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury, yes. Shrewsbury. Indeed. To bowl and to eat with to two bowl. of our friendly couples. <laughs> yes. Friendly couples. Um, <laughs> Sounds so really Brian weird. Brian and Nick and Danica and Rob. Yes. And uh, I won. What? You won. <laughs> it was really weird because I... I Mine, mine was right at the bottom and I couldn't yeah. see what score I was on. So I had no idea how I was doing. And then it got to like the last bowl and uh, I had to get a strike, didn't I? Yeah. And I did. Yeah, what? it was like two. So the screen had almost like two pages because yes. there were too many of us or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I completely missed Nicholas score. I didn't even realise it was <laughs> yeah. there. So I, was, I thought I was competing with the other two blokes. Uh, and oh, then, and then, uh, <laughs> Well, I could see it. And then, yeah, I was like, woo, Nicholas wins. <laughs> so it was good. Yes. Yeah, and then we had some food and that was nice. And then we went down to my parents. Yes, in Crobra for the Christmas period. Yeah, it was lovely. Lovely, lovely time. Yeah, so we went on Christmas Eve and we stayed till the 27th. We It was just my, me, you, my parents... My sister, sister and my nanny. Yes. And uh, we spent a lot of the time doing a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> yeah, it and... was crazy how. I don't know what happened. We had three breakfast. Hours disappeared. <laughs> exactly. We had breakfast. We went to do the, um, the jigsaw puzzle while your mum kind of put the Christmas late lunch on. Yeah. And, uh, and then she was like, guys, it's nearly done. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> three hours yeah. later. How the, who knew a jigsaw puzzle could be that like intense? So engrossing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Crazy. But we did it, guys. We finished it. We had a good Christmas. Watch some TV. Paddington. Great big, big fat quiz of the year. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. We won it, didn't we? That we was, did, that yeah. Well, it's just because the last round was, uh, what are these Marvel names? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, yes, I've got this. One. We can get ahead now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. And then Boxing Day, we went to the, is it Everyman Theatre in Uckfield? Everyman? Oh, it was just the Pitch House or something. Oh, Pitch House. Sorry. Yeah, my bad. Like Pitch House, Uckfield. Yeah, it was nice. nice and we went and saw Mary screen. Poppins Returns, yeah. Yes. 
It was cute. It had like a curtain. I hadn't seen a curtain for ages in the <laughs> yeah. cinema. I was like, and it Aww. closed after the uh, the adverts and trailer. Yeah, and then reopened. It was kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah, just small room, but really comfortable. Yeah. Nice. So Quite there were three screens, I believe, and then there was like a restaurant over the road as well, which the owner owned. Uh, yeah, it just seemed really quite cosy and nice. Yeah, I thought it was funny because mum was like, oh, I thought there was only two screens, but we were in screen, <laughs> screen three. three. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, yeah, we also watched a couple of films, mm-hmm. you know, um, Paddington, did I mention that? Yes. I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> yes, you And then mentioned. we played some Switch games because I brought my Switch. Yes. And we played Overcooked. Oh, that uh, was good, Mario actually. <laughs> yeah, I quite like Overcooked. It's a fun yeah. party game. And uh, Chris was awful at Mario Kart. <laughs> oh, I was so bad at Mario Kart. <laughs> so sad. But I ended up winning one. Yeah, you did. You did, Basin. So, yeah. I don't know how that happened. But... <laughs> anyway, yes, what else? Uh, so we watched Bandersnatch. Yes, been continuing Travellers as well on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Season three. Yeah, we've just been back at our gaff since, haven't we, really? We haven't done too much. Uh, I've been playing some Call of Duty, Black Ops 4. Mm-hmm. And Nicola finished Spider-Man on the PS4. Yes, I did. Oh, it was so sad. <laughs> I actually got really emotional at the ending. I was like, really? it's a game. Why am I so like invested in it? Yeah, and um, we rented a movie on amazon yes um, what was it called hearts beat loud hearts beat loud it was okay it was okay it's quite a simple film yeah um it was a little bit sort of felt a little bit awkward at times but <laughs> yeah. it was okay yeah it's nick yeah. offerman he's great yeah yeah okay i've also been reading a couple of graphic novels because uh comiXology have had a really good marvel sale on at the moment uh, so i've read secret wars and i've just finished spider-verse and they're both really good actually because chris plays this game in his room for a while <laughs> and i'm like hmm, okay i'll read yeah <laughs> so it's been good to catch up on those cool yes all right that's pretty much it for home of the hulks yeah oh, we also saw wreck it ralph too yes i believe <laughs> yes it uh, was okay yeah it wasn't <laughs> yeah. really okay it wasn't great was it oh, well the best bits of the disney princesses they were yeah. great which we saw in the trailer didn't we yeah i feel like right. they shouldn't have like revealed them at all yeah i think they were pushing it too hard with their message as well they would, they would like friends or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyway, on to the reviews, I guess. On to the reviews. Bandersnatch. It's an adventure game based on the book. Jerome F. Davies was a genius. See that bloke who went cuckoo and cut his wife's head off? When it's a concert piece, a bit of madness is what you need. So Bandersnatch was released on Netflix in December 28th. So this was sort of a bit of a secret. So we know that Black Mirror Season 5 is coming next year, uh, which is exciting. And then uh, a lot of people are like, ooh, a new Black Mirror thing. So they kind of thought it was the next season. But surprise, it's like a um, choose your own adventure thingy-ma-bobby, right? Okay, but next year, next year meaning 2019? Yes. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to write it in your list? Yeah. Oh. So what's the kind of synopsis of the... Uh, oh, is it a film or is it TV? It's kind of... Yeah. It's a film. It's like a gamified film, isn't it? Okay, really, I guess. Yeah. It's quite a clever idea. I like it. Um, the synopsis is, a young programmer makes fancy novel into a game for a big company. Trying to keep his mind into making it right, his own reality becomes weirdly disoriented. So... The fantasy novel here is Bandersnatch, mm-hmm. right? It was um, a fictional book. So it was an actual thing? Fictional. Oh, so it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pause. Um, when so, you say fictional book, it could be a fact. You, do you know what? No, right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a made up book. It was a made up book, okay. a choose your own adventure novel. Yes. Um, written by a guy who was eventually driven crazy by the process 
and beheaded his wife. Yeah, it's delightful. And used her blood to draw symbols on the walls. Yeah. (laughs) So So that's kind of like the backstory of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And this kid is like making a game out of that book, trying Mm -hmm. to program in all the different kind of pathways. Yes. All the choices. Yes. Narratives. Yes. Yes. So uh, a little bit of background then. Black Mirror. It's a thing that I love. It's a TV show. If you haven't seen any of it, I implore you to do so because it's very cool and I like it a lot. But very creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's all about technology and kind of how it mixes with our humanity and stuff, isn't it? And mm. kind of to create maybe unexpected or potentially insidious outcomes. That, yeah. You know, it's always a little bit dark. It's quite dark. It's quite dark. <laughs> it's clever. So the real, the real standout feature of this movie is its format, obviously. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's very much a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. And the standout feature is the gamification of it, where you get two options and you can choose your own adventure, essentially. Yeah. I don't know if you ever had one of those. Did you ever have one of those books? Yeah, Goosebumps. You yeah, could I choose the Goosebumps yeah, one. I used yeah. to really like those. Yeah. Was, it, was there only one? Oh. There was like a couple of ones. I feel like, yes, yeah, you're on a ride and yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Right, yeah. I'm sure it had like a green cover, like with slime and stuff. Is that right? I don't yeah, know. Anyway, carry I on. They all did, didn't they? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I think the concept works way better as a movie. Yes. Because I yeah. think a book is limited to how big the book is. Oh, yeah, and you've got to flick and, through yeah. all the different ones. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like awkward, isn't it, with the mm. book? Whereas this is quite nice and it feels more natural. And I think it just really shows the kind of transformative power that things like Netflix have. Because mm. there's, there's so many options now to do something a bit different. You know yeah. I mean? Because definitely. you do have a remote, you have like the option to make choices and stuff, which is a little different from traditionals can i just dive in a little bit so apparently it was actually it took two years to make oh okay which is crazy um so there's two and a half hours of footage divided into 250 segments hidden behind an elaborate series of decisions it's very intricate and there are a lot of different layers and if like us you get a little bit obsessed there's lots of different paths you can choose which is very interesting um, and apparently it was filmed in 35 days, like total. I noticed that it was two years in the making, but they had to make new sort of software for it and stuff to right. work with yeah, Netflix, yeah. which is they kind of interesting. To have, like a framework for it to actually... Yeah, and they used open source software. I can't remember what it's called. It became on the T. Um, but it's for, you know, like choose your own. It's kind of interesting. Okay. But when it comes down to it, it's like about free will and things. Yeah, isn't it? So, choice yeah. and whether we have any control. Mm. So yeah, initial thoughts. What were yours? Um, I really enjoyed it. I really loved the questioning nature of the Black Mirror episodes. And so that always gets me. Okay. Um, so this was no different story-wise in that regard. And I am fascinated by those ideas of free will and control and stuff. So... It definitely grabbed me in in the story, yes. you know? The format was really fun, and we actually went through twice. <laughs> yeah, we did. Although the second time we cheated to get the... Uh, Maybe. To get the score. <laughs> yeah. But I liked that because it obviously has a bit more replayability in that yeah. sense than a normal movie or a normal TV show would. Because usually you'd watch something and then you'd wait, you know, at least a few months before you watch it again, right? Yeah. You'd have to go through a lot in order to catch everything, and so I probably wouldn't bother with that. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, it just makes me wonder if more things could start in, in kind of incorporating these features. Maybe me- movies could have sort of on-the-fly options to watch an extended scene or to watch a deleted scene or an extra ending or something like that as opposed Mm. to having to go in search of those things in the special features section 
yeah. you know? But yeah, that's kind of my immediate response. Is that a response? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what was yours? <laughs> I thought it was really inventive and innovative. Great to see something kind of original on Netflix. But because it's Black Mirror, like I was like, oh, this is interesting. But then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I was kind of nervous about the outcomes and where it's going to yes. go. Because you know it's Black Mirror, it's going to be dark. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, am I going to enjoy this sort of thing? Yeah. I feel like we were fighting it a bit as well. Yeah. We? we were like, we don't want to go We don't want to kill the dad. <laughs> yeah. But then you kind of, if you select the same thing multiple times, eventually it just goes, look. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go <laughs> back. Um, yeah. yeah. Overall, I, I did enjoy it. I love the twists and turns of the choices. Um, but I felt like some of the endings we experienced, because we, we went through quite a lot of different endings, some of the one, some of them weren't very satisfying, considering how long they took to get there. Right. If that makes sense. And also, some of the choices, as you said, were clearly wrong choices, and you had to go back and change them, which took away the whole free will concept for me. Right. I know it was all about free will and stuff, but... but maybe that was intended, like, you're not really in control. Mm, yeah, know? I think that, that was the whole thing. Chris is looking to be a bit creepy then. <laughs> yep, cool. So, yeah, I guess we'll just talk about the story. It's all kind of mixing into one for me, but just to kind of mention story and stuff. Okay. So, um, we'll just talk very generally so as not to spoil things. Mm-hmm. But uh, it goes down multiple paths, starting with the very innocuous choice of Sugar Puffs or Frosties. <laughs> but that has, like, the most impact on the whole entire thing really I think. wow yeah i <laughs> mean that, that, that's kind of interesting that uh, like a really innocuous innate, choice yeah. or innate yeah like it could have such a big impact you don't really think about that. like chaos mm. theory you know mm-hmm. like something small oh, could really affect life. your future and you wouldn't ever know <laughs> yeah terrifying not all paths make a difference to the overall story some mm-hmm. things just don't really do anything it seemed and some lead to dead ends like we mentioned so you have to go back so in this way it's not a perfect choose your own adventure story like not every choice leads to a new path mm. you know? or uh, an outcome right not all results not every choice results in a new outcome mm-hmm. but i feel like that would probably be impossible to achieve yeah. for any human to kind of <laughs> write because i mean just having a choice of two options repeatedly mm. can quickly balloon into a very large number because yeah. it's like it's an exponential process isn't it it goes from like two to four and then yeah. eight and then 16 <laughs> 32, 64 128 etc so very quickly you've got insane numbers of options, outcomes and outcomes options yeah. to worry about so it makes sense that for a human to write something like this it would have to kind of loop back and be more like a sort of flow chart kind of thing <laughs> okay <laughs> but i was just thinking because <laughs> obviously the whole, <laughs> the whole technological aspect of it and being black mirror the way it is i was just thinking that you know there's already technology for like deep fakes you can make images or videos say things and look realistic as they're saying them and you know the emergence of ai everyone keeps talking about that elon musk and everyone it's going to happen sooner or later so then i'm thinking at some point there's going to be one of these adventures which is literally just you you give it like an initial concept or an image or something and it just writes you a story and you you just go down a path with it that's terrifying isn't it uh, what <laughs> <laughs> So you just give it like, I don't know, a video, some simple basic storyline or something, and yeah. then the AI would start to give you stories, Oh, well, that, oh, that already happens, like Alexa sort of thing. Sort of, yeah. You can that... ask it to tell the story, it tells you a really random story. Right, but then you, in this way it would be interactive, so you okay. would make choices in the story, and then right. the AI would adapt and give you different information and stuff like that. I feel like that's... That's going to happen eventually. Okay. <laughs> and then it comes back to the whole singularity thing. Are we in a simulation? Because at the point where your experiences are controlled by an AI and you can't tell the difference. Okay. Anyway, so... <laughs> right. 
Yeah, it's a very thinky film, obviously. Yes. That's pretty much all I wanted to say about it, really, though. You got anything to add? Uh, not really. I mean, it's quite, when you get to the bottom of it, it's quite a, not simplistic, but yeah, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. So it's all about free will. Yeah. Um, but then different variables change the path. So it can be either quite a straightforward story or it can be one about almost like time travel and mm. things. And what, what were they talking about? Pac-Man and stuff. I don't know. It's all, yeah. I feel like if you think about it too much, it's all just a big wormhole yeah. that you could get stuck in for ages. What did you think of like the visual cinematography? stuff like that it's all very stylistic it always is with black mirror yeah yeah exactly i really love the look of it it looks very similar to other black mirror kind of yeah style. and there um, were nice uh like easter eggs like there were posters for some of the episodes on the wall true. and things yep. metalhead or something like that. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a particularly terrifying black mirror episode then when yes. you think about it that was an actual game <laughs> like oh okay mm. kind of changes your perspective on things yeah, maybe hmm. it really captured the era perfectly i thought loved it <laughs> okay so. so how would you rate it then i would give it two thumbs up i would have enjoyed it just as a normal episode to be honest so yes there's that and then <laughs> okay. but the format was like really refreshing a cool idea yeah and it fit really well with the themes of the story which mm-hmm. was cool so yeah i really i liked it i liked okay. it I would, uh, anyone that likes black mirror already and stories like those found in like the what's that thing the electric sheep to robot stream like, oh Android, yeah something like that. if you like those kind of stories i think you'll like this mm-hmm. um any kind of dy- dystopian future kind of right. if, you like, if you like those you'll like this yes. probably i bet you I thought it was good. I'm always a bit on the fence about Black Mirror, though, because it really? makes you think about horrible things. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't kind of enjoy that in a way. But I see what it does. I mean, it's making you think about, you know, like AI and technology and stuff. Yeah. And I liked, as you said, the new format and, you know, interactive, almost a game sort of thing. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but I'd probably give it a one thumbs okay. up. Just because there were so many um, choices where you didn't actually have a choice. Yeah. You know, to go back. And then it was a bit like looking down the rabbit warrior. Warrior? <laughs> <laughs> Warren, uh, where you had to kind of keep <clears throat> looping back and stuff, and yeah, yeah, I think it was trying to kind of guide you in a certain direction, mm, and if yeah, if you were fighting it too much, it would just say, "Look, no, you got to go back." <laughs> <laughs> but why can't Stefan be happy? Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's why does he have to kill anyone? Exactly. Um, yeah. S- spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mary Poppins returns. Mary Poppins returns. Mary Poppins, who came back? You seem hardly to have aged at all. Really? One never discusses a woman's age, Michael. Would have hoped I'd taught you better. Mary Poppins Returns flew into cinemas on the 21st of December 2018 in the UK. This was directed by Rob Marshall and the synopsis was decades after her original visit, the magical nanny returns to help the bank siblings and Michael's children through a difficult time in their lives. So what were your initial thoughts of the film going in and then coming out? Well, firstly, this couldn't be a more different film to Bandersnatch. So <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, interesting episode. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know what to think when seeing the trailer. I don't really remember the trailer that much. I don't think, I don't think they really released much from the film okay i know that it's always difficult with sequels so i was like and then (laughs) you know mary poppins is kind of a strange concept to me really so it's hard to know where you go with that yeah and you know i i guess i think i expected more more of the original like a very similar thing i guess Mm. well they were originally based on um uh, books weren't they so there was a series of books yeah and the original wasn't really based on any specific book was it 
Okay, interesting. I think so. I think it's more sort of taking the concept of like the nanny and things because I think were they a little bit darker possibly? I mean, we saw uh, Saving Mr. Banks and yes. that implies that there's a much more kind of real aspect to it. These are very much fantasy films, aren't they? Yeah, because I think Tom Hanks and Emma Thompson and uh, she basically, she, she was the author, wasn't she? She came up with the books. They were kind of based on her life, if I right. remember right. Yeah, her and, dad and um, uh, Disney came, Walt Disney came along, kind of stole the ideas. Well, not stole, no, kind was, of trying to work. Yeah. But she didn't like how fantastical they were. She didn't want any animation specifically. Yes. But Walt, Walt Disney is an animation studio at its core. So. But yeah, it's been a long time since the original, hasn't it? I mean, we watched it on Christmas Eve. So we got a fresh... There's a lot of things that I'd forgotten yeah, about it. Yeah, exactly. When, I mean, when did the original come out? I mean, if you keep talking, I might be able to <laughs> I can't do that, I'm afraid. Uh, it was like 58 or something, was it? No. Wow. Or was I that mean, when it was set? No, it was set in like the early 1900s, wasn't it? It was, because the second one was in the Great Depression or something, wasn't it? Right, like 1920s or something. But I think 1964 it was, actually... was when it originally came out, which is crazy. I mean, when we watched it back, I thought it's actually really impressive for the time it was in. Right. Except for the Robin. <laughs> Yeah. The Robin wasn't great. That was not a Robin. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes. Anyway, sorry, we diverge. Yeah, so we watched that Christmas Eve and then we watched the new one on Boxing Day. Day. Yeah, so what were your initial thoughts before you went in? I thought, do we really need another Mary Poppins if the first film was like such a classic? And it's, yeah. I know they're like kind of remaking some of their classics and things, but it's always hard, isn't it? I know what you said, sequels are always difficult. And I thought, oh, but um, after coming out of the film, I thought, why did it take Disney so long to return to Cherry Tree Lane? Yeah. Because it was fantastic. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my immediate response was like, it started with that Leary fella, didn't it? Yeah. So the Learys Leary are like, <laughs> that's what they were called, right? Jack. Jack. Yes. Yeah. So they're the guys that kind of turn on and off the street lamps. Yeah. He was sort of singing his song and riding around and I was thinking, oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. But by the end of it, I was sold. So it grew on me very quickly, actually. Yeah. I think there was a lot of the same threads in this movie as the original. Mm-hmm. That it was almost like a scene for scene okay. remake, but obviously a sequel, a song for song <laughs> yeah. remake. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Say. But I felt like it added a lot of value without actually taking any anything away from the original, which was very clever. Okay. Most sequels seem to fail at that, right? So yeah. yeah, it had a lot of newness and stuff to it. Felt kind of modern and things, even though it's set in olden times. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was really quite surprised how much I liked this movie. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so uh, characters and performances. Yeah, good. <laughs> you're good <laughs> wow such depth i was surprised to see some of the actors in it i, really? I wasn't i didn't know that julie waters and meryl streep colin firth all these guys were in it meryl streep's character was interesting so i kind of like the idea that mary poppins because she's like a fantasy character and she she kind of sweeps in flying around on her umbrella and everything <laughs> <laughs> sure. It makes sense to me that she would have sort of odd cousins and family dotted around, which have also weird kind of traits. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know. I liked that idea. Okay. That was kind of something kind of new. Although, remembering back, I think the whole, it was comparable to the scene with the guy that was floating on the ceiling in the original <laughs> yeah, laughing. that was laughing. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember if he was somehow related to her. I don't know. I can't remember how that I kind of came remember. about. There were some solid cameos from Karen Dutrice, who was Jane Banks in the original. She was just elegant lady. Elegant lady. Is that I what think. she's credited as? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, um, didn't she ask for directions or something? Yes, yes. to like 19 okay. Cherry Tree Lane or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, and there was a very sprightly 93 year old Dick Van Dyke in it, <laughs> which was 
That was really that was that was, nice. That was, that was yeah. nice. That was a nice touch. I think the most surprising thing to me about the characters in this was the children. I think they took quite a different approach. Like in the first one, it was about turning difficult children into respectable children or something, wasn't okay. it? Really? Yeah. And then this one, it's like the children are always already kind of grown the up. Adults. Yeah. Yeah. And they're trying to make them children again. Yeah. Which I quite I quite like that mm. change. It feels more modern. So yeah. What about Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins? You completely uh. I did. <laughs> completely I skipped over that. Skipped over um, that. She was good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought she was fantastic. I mean, it's definitely, it's going to be really hard to, you know, play, play that role. Yeah. Right. And uh, I think she did it really well. And um, I was, I didn't know she could sing. So when she started, I was like really blown away and thought, yeah. oh, okay. I thought her accent was a little bit. Uh, yeah, a little bit too much at times. But it was quite funny. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. And I, I liked how she kind of switched between that posh accent and the Cockney every yeah, so yeah, often. Yeah. I was that like, was great. ah. That was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what did you think of Lin-Manuel Miranda's Jack. I thought it was good. Yeah. yeah I think he, he played the Dick Van Dyke role successfully, mm. you know, so, yeah. Yeah, I think he um, he was great alongside Emily Blunt as well, because he's he's very musical, isn't he? Because, you know, he, um, he co-wrote Hamilton and yeah. he did the music for Moana. Okay. So um, it was, whoever did that, it was a great choice, I thought. And I liked his little rapping part as well. I thought that was great. Very cool. Yes. Yes. It makes sense why the music would be so good then, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Um, I also thought possibly not enough of Ben Whishaw's Michael Banks, though. He wasn't in it for very long. I don't know if you kind of felt like that. I guess it was more about the children's story. Yeah, maybe. true, I suppose so. But, I mean, they played his role. And yeah. uh, Jane Banks. And yeah, the supporting characters were absolutely amazing. As you said, like Judy Walters, Mel Street, Colin Fur. My favourite had to be Angela Lansbury, though. I thought she was fantastic in yeah. the last little bit. Okay, story. What did you think of the story? Um, I like that they... So just starting kind of at the start. I like that they told you about the tragedy, but didn't really dwell on it. Yeah, but which I think is that's good. A, that's a very Disney thing at this point. Like, yeah, they but they didn't very... show you it, which is good. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> which I suppose. they usually tend to do. Thank you, Disney. Yeah. Ruining childhood since uh, 1940s, 1950s? I can't remember. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, they really nailed the feels. There were some yes. moments where I definitely got a bit choked up. Some really great music. I even liked the animated section in this one. <gasps> like in the first film, I, that's my least favourite part. Yeah, of the first it kind of took you out of the film. Yeah, maybe, and it? it just kind of goes off in a different direction. It's like, where is this? Is this... What, what is <laughs> what this? What is this? Why, then, why is this? But in this one, it felt like it had some purpose and it yeah. was pushing the story forward and i like the song in it as well the uh, one about something about a cover book of, is not uh don't oh, something the about the is cover not the book yeah like that. Quite, yeah. And, yeah that's a nice message as well yeah, good, me- good good oh, good <laughs> messages in this film yes good. yes mic drop done <laughs> okay um i put possibly a little bit predictable yeah but otherwise, uh, super magical and very lovely. Agreed. Yes. Okay. Agreed. Visuals. Uh, great sets, costumes, clever cinematography, um, and it really captured the fantasy and magic of Mary Poppins. Yeah, like the spirit of the first yeah. film. Yeah. yeah, but also in a kind of new and refreshing way. Yeah. Which was nice. It had a lot of character. <laughs> this film had a lot of character. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I also put, they put so much into keeping the sets, animation and dances like the original, but also sort of a new twist on it. Right. So it was very, um, very close to the original, but very, what's the word am I looking for? Respectful, maybe? Um, I love the Cousin Topsy scene. I thought that was really inventive and fresh and new. Yes, that was really fun. Definitely. Did enjoy that one. Um, loved the Leary dance and Trip a Little Light Fantastic. I thought that was yeah. great. The, the um, choreography was really good and the bikes and stuff. I think they did that really, really well. But my favourite visual 
Dean had to be nowhere to go but up because it was just super magical and um, it was a great second part to go fly a kite, I thought. Yeah, they all had like their musical counterparts. Counterparts, yeah. Hmm. Soundtrack? Yes. Uh, Love the soundtrack. Um, Disappointed a lot of the film critic reviews. Well, you know, the film critic people uh, saying they were unforgettable. Unforgettable? Yeah, the songs. The songs are unforgettable. I mean, the songs are forgettable. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Let me rearrange that. (laughs) I think they said they were instantly forgettable. I disagree. Uh, Usually I forget soundtracks. I'm not very good with that. But these stuck with me. So, and we actually listened to it again today. And (laughs) yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, um, it felt very complimentary to the original film, like we've been saying throughout yes. this review. Um, there were a lot of nods to the classic songs too. They kind of interweaved the like recognisable themes into the scores, which yeah. was really nice. They added like really short riffs, yeah. small interludes, just to kind of remind you of the yeah. um, track in the original film. But they didn't do it for too long. They didn't no. make it overboard. Over. No, they didn't hit you on the head with it. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's just a nice little nod. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also said Lynn Manuel Miranda is doing amazingly well with Disney this year. <laughs> mm. Great casting with him. But my favourites had to be Triple Little Light Fantastic. It's really hard to say that without trying to sing it. <laughs> I don't know if you find that. Um, and Nowhere to Go But What about you? I like I like a lot of them. So. Okay, so how would you rate this film, Nicola? I would give it to... Well, um, it's difficult because I've got to like, prefix this. Is that the right word? Sure. Uh, this with a statement saying that the whole entire time there was a kid kicking the back of my chair yeah. <laughs> through the film. So I, was, I wasn't I was paying like 100% attention, which was annoying. Um, I feel like I do need to watch it again just so I can kind of actually pay attention most of the time. But other than that, um, one and a half, one and three quarters thumbs up, if that is possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's not possible, but okay. Okay. Fine. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, two thumbs up for me. Really surprised oh, by this film. Oh. Super fantastical and had some great powerful moments Um, perfect in every way (laughs) (laughs) recommendation uh if you liked the original i think you'd struggle not to like this movie okay uh i'd also recommend it if you like feel-good fantasy films and uh it's amazing to me that disney are still smashing out the hits you know (laughs) yeah i mean who is it behind them have they got someone magical working inside of i don't know (laughs) (laughs) like imps inside their machines (laughs) someone's like come on more <laughs> yeah it is amazing to me yeah that they're still doing they're still doing it still doing it you know they definitely have like a winning formula hidden in some sort of golden book <laughs> yes. in some back room somewhere <laughs> like gilded anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway okay sorry <laughs> going off on one so yes would very much recommend this film yes This week we're joined by a director of latest film Mug, which is based on a true story satirical drama that follows Jacek, a young construction worker in Poland who undergoes a successful face transplant following a grisly accident at work. Mm. So the film was very successful on the festival circuit this year, especially at Berlin Film Festival, and the BFI have now premiered the film in the UK, so we had a chance to sit down with the director to discuss the film and its reception. So I hope you enjoy. Hello, hi Nicola. Hello, how are you doing today? I'm fine. I'm a little bit tired, but fine. Oh, right. So you're about just to show your new film at BFI in London. You've shown it in yeah, Berlin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you've shown it at Berlin Film Festival. How excited are you to show your film to a new audience? I'm very happy that I can share. I'm very excited that I can share my my film with the UK audience because I think the the reaction of um, UK journalists uh, at the Berlinale, especially the Guardian, was very enthusiastic. Yeah. And 
And I what I what I've noticed that the, the the UK journalists they catch the black humor, they catch an irony in my film, and they read this exactly the way I would love to be written. Uh, then uh, yes, I'm very excited. And there's also one uh, sentimental story that uh, with my first film called Happy Man, when I was 25 years ago, I was taken by uh, BFI too. Because Jeff Andrew, the UK film critic, he had chosen me with my film for the uh, to be distributed in uh, BFI theaters, and uh, you know I was so young and it was so interesting to me, and now I'm coming back with uh, with Mac after <laughs> yeah. many years. Oh, that's nice. Uh, so, can you tell us a little bit more about Mug and the inspiration behind the film? The Mug was inspired by the the real event, the the guy who lost face in an accident, and a very famous Polish surgeon gave him a new one. But uh, we avoid uh, uh, to making a realistic film based on a fact. And then we only had to choose this thing, and uh, then we create around it. We build completely new story. Uh, which is a kind of, uh, I, w- I would say, kind of fairy tale, kind of, uh, kind of, kind of fantasy movie, mm-hmm. uh, a grotesque and satire on uh, on society. Yeah. Okay. Um, I absolutely love the opening scene of the film. You know, with people stripping for the TV <laughs> sale. Um, is this an actual event in Poland? And can you tell us more about this? Uh, to me, it was, a, of course, in Poland, there is a big tradition you can watch on YouTube. Um, of course, the people there are not getting naked. But oh, okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a fairy tale part, I would say. Right. Uh, it's a fantasy part. But yes, the people in Poland, we have a long tradition uh, when uh, it's a special sale or discount or whatever, the people are really almost fighting, especially before <laughs> yeah. Christmas time, um, for everything which they consider as very cheap. Uh, and I think it's uh, it's not only us. I know that in Great Britain it's going on the same, but to me it's a kind of uh, a kind of metaphor or uh, eighty nine when communists fall down in Poland and suddenly we had everything in the shops which before were completely empty and people get crazy about material things. Yeah. Completely crazy. <laughs> then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this film sort of explores identity as well as faith. Uh, so how much would you say Poland's identity and values have changed since capitalism? Yeah, I think, you know, we, we had chosen the idea of losing a faith and having a new faith because the film is about identity and because the film is uh, also about Polish identity. Polish identity is very difficult. We have a very brutal, very difficult history and martyrology is very huge. And um, I think we we have a lot of problems with identity as a Polak because uh, the Poland didn't exist on the map, then exist, then was occupied by the Second World, then was occupied by communism, uh, by communist government. Then it's like very, very complicated, uh, our story with our identity, because sometimes, and also uh, I think even until now we are like a central country. We are not Eastern and we are not Western. Yeah. Uh, some people are identify with Eastern more, some with more with West. And um, the Polish identity is very complex, very complicated issue, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so obviously after the main character's face transplant, that was pretty impressive makeup there. How long did that take? 
to kind of do? Oh my God, it took like each day for hours. For and the hours. makeup artist, yeah, and the makeup artist, uh, Valdemar Pokromski, he's very famous. He's doing a lot of international stuff. Uh, he he brings actually the mask, the original first mask from London, and he he spoke with um, English makeup artists, and the English makeup artist said that the longest uh, in British actor stay in the mask it was seven hours, six hours, yeah. and uh, it was really too far, too much, and etc. Then Polish actors stay in the mask twelve hours. <laughs> wow! <laughs> but I think it shows. How strong nation we are. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weak Brits. <laughs> yeah. So you had this crazy exorcism scene. I mean, how, what was that like, sort of filming? Uh, then, uh, you know, the, it was uh, the, to, to film it, it was very crazy. It's <laughs> yeah. exactly how we, we were improvised. We were, you know, uh, at the beginning, people were like ashamed that they had to do such a strange things in front of camera. But then <laughs> after, I mean, one hour, they really got crazy, all yeah. of them. And then <laughs> in editing, we have to catch some moments. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the, the exorcism scene is a kind of joke, but it, at the same time, it's not joke because in Poland there are still many, many exorcisms are are done each year. Wow! In nice. numbers, a lot. Yeah. Then it's it's true. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I mean... not not for that kind of reason, but <laughs> uh, for different reasons. Yeah, they doing exor- still a lot of exorcism in Poland and in Italy too. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they're very um, Catholic-based, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, in the Catholic countries. They, they're still doing this. Wow. And I mean, what would you say, has this film been shown in Poland yet? Because I would like to see kind of the reaction to the, the religion. And... The film uh, already was in Poland and uh, I, uh, it wasn't very how to... It, it wasn't a huge success, I, I would say. Like the people, uh, most of the people rejected. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, they, they say it's not, uh, it's not, uh, it's not a comedy. Why it's written on the poster? Comedy. We use the words from the Guardian, Peter Bradshaw review, black, brilliant black comedy, and they people were asking why because it's not a comedy. Where it's comedy, and um, I think the whole imp- um, uh, impression it was uh, like people thought that I'm making jokes, nasty rude jokes on Polacks. Oh. Then somehow they didn't read the the tender the tenderness in that joke. They didn't read the the irony and the the, the an absurd. Yeah. I think people more read one to one, and they took it more like one to one. Then it was kind of frustrating the reaction yeah. in Poland. I can tell you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it because... was because so different than uh, so different reaction than. Uh, Berlinale or in other countries so different reaction opposite reaction yeah I mean because here we quite like to kind of take the mick out of ourselves (laughs) yeah but you know we the it was something there is something in this film which is maybe I don't know make people uh, uncomfortable right okay but but maybe it's not bad you know what i mean yeah. I think. <laughs> and also i'm not complaining because i want to um, sh- say that i'm not complaining because it's very very often that uh, that kind of films are not recognizable um, in own country of origin i would say yeah definitely and i mean you used a really interesting camera technique as well uh, what was the inspiration behind that 
uh, we decided with cinematographer Michał Englert, who was at the same time a co-writer, which is a very unique combination. Uh, we have decided to use Tilt and Swift um, lenses, um, which are um, uh, kind of to lead the audience in which part of frame they can watch. Because we were deciding which part is uh, focused and which part is unfocused. Uh, then um, somehow through this, we can show that the, the world he's living on is deformated world. It's a fairy tale. It's a fantasy. But at the same time, when he's losing um, face, he's losing also a focus um, uh, seeing. Yeah. Then uh, we are like with him. We see the world through his eyes. Yeah. But in general, this word is deformated word. And I mean, so can you tell us a little bit more about the Christ the King statue in Poland? Because it, it definitely oh <laughs> it beat Brazil, didn't it? <laughs> it's very funny. I think, you know, uh, this is uh, the Jesus Christ from Świebodzin. That's the original statue. It's the biggest statue in the world of Jesus Christ, bigger than in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, uh, and it was built by the donation of the of the you know people from people. Uh, then uh, it's a kind of I think it shows a little bit how much we are crazy about being the best, <laughs> being the yeah. biggest, being the most important, being the most powerful, uh, and uh, it's it's an absurd because some somewhere in the you know, empty, flat landscape. Uh, there is a huge uh, statue because the statue which is in the film we created. We created okay. partly CGI, partly uh, partly uh, set designer, set designing because we weren't allowed to film the real statue. Oh. They would never allow us to film the real statue because they would immediately feel that it's going to be a joke. Right. Okay, that's really interesting. Um, so after the mug um, press tour and everything, uh, what's next for you? It's very hard to say because I have like a few projects. They are one English-speaking project. Let's see if it's going to happen. Uh, this is a genre movie. First time okay. in my life. <laughs> uh, and and uh, then uh, I have Polish-German film, a black comedy about middle class. And also, I Polish middle class. <laughs> and also, I have uh, an experimental Moroccan, Polish Moroccan film that I have like three films. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to do. Yeah. So, pretty busy. Yeah. Pretty busy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. And I really hope it thank goes you. well for the BFI tonight. Yeah. Thank you. Talk topic time. Whoop. Considering it's the start of 2019, we thought we'd ask you guys on Twitter which films, TV shows and comic books you're looking forward to in this year. You have quite a lot of responses, so I'm sorry if I don't read these out in the correct way. Twitter does a weird like way of... Yeah, ordering things. Yeah, which is strange. First up, we got the Moonlight Warrior at BlackMagicMan90 who said, you should talk about how 2019 is going to make us all go broke. Hollywood is spoiling us in 2019. Yes. <laughs> Very so much more streaming services. And... Oh yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, we've got, we're going to be getting Disney Plus, aren't we? And the new DC ones come into the UK soon, I think. So yes, just broke and also no social life. We'll just find <laughs> us in front of the teddy or in the cinema. So we're already like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Shh>. <laughs> 
So they're chatting. Hi, Ben, James and Nate. I hope you've had a great Christmas and New Year's. So they're at nurse chatting. They said, I will form my reply in three tweets. So it's Ben who does the tweeting. So right. <laughs> this is these are only his views. Um, films. I really cannot see past Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame. It's going to be an incredible few months. Then at the end of the year, the final chapter in the recent Star Wars trilogy, hyped for the return of J.J. Abrams. Mm. Next up for TV shows, ahem dot 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 all in caps game of thrones final season seriously don't know how i'm going to process whatever ending they're coming up with hyped is not the right word and then finally comic well here's where i could go on for days i'll simply say three jokers doomsday clock final issues batman who laughs return of saga return of lazarus dissenter sequel ascender a rumored return of scott snyder's american vampire more brew baker and philip's criminal comics Mm. okay <laughs> definitely looking forward to avengers yes obviously Obvs. we need um captain marvel to give us some background don't we really mm-hmm. and but yeah i'm just worried about star wars i'm not i'm not because mm. the return of jj and everything i mean i like jj <laughs> you're kind of the opposite to like yeah. what i thought really yeah it was kind of interesting yeah, i don't I know what's his name's one rayan johnson's take yeah. yeah for the the last jedi so i'm a bit worried that now it's going back it's just like a back and forth it's going to end up being just jointed weird so. <laughs> well i feel like jj abrams had a vision for it and then rian johnson came along and thought uh, uh, uh. <laughs> did yeah, something I didn't, different well, I, didn't, I didn't love where jj abrams was taking it just based on the first film so yeah i don't know i'm a bit worried about that one so i haven't added it to my list for that reason oh ooh, shock and locker yeah. okay uh yeah lots of comics as well very a lot of dc ones actually i think they are doing better at the moment than Marvel. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I need to get on Saga. I think I've got like the first two graphic novels of Saga, but I think kind of, I loved it, but you know, it's time and money. And <laughs> so, so yeah, but some really, really great picks. I definitely got to go with Game of Thrones. Very, very, but very nervous about that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hope it's good. Next up, we've got GYCO at Get Your Comic Con. They said film, Shazam, Endgame and Joker. TV, Young Justice, Outsiders and The Return of Gotham. Comics, White Knight Volume 2, if it's coming in 2019. Three Jokers, Boom Studios, new Buffy series. I'm such a DC kid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really looking forward to Shazam. Yeah. Oh, okay. It just looks great. Yeah. I mean, you definitely had a bit of a U-turn with Aquaman, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's such a fresh take. I, I much prefer it to a lot of the films that they've made lately so i mean shazam just looks really really fun just looks fun yeah it looks great i'm really not sure about the joker one mm, i haven't really looked into that too much so i'm not i'm not gonna comment <laughs> okay you're gonna pass but, just... uh, yeah. <laughs> yes well, thank you for those i am jack's regular regular musings at i am jack's musings said for film i'm as excited as the next nerd about endgame episode nine and marvel uh, aside from the obvious, I can't wait for Glass, as Unbreakable is the great underrated post-millennium movie, and the Parabellum of John Wick, as it's the greatest action franchise this side of the millennium. Agreed on John Wick, and Glass, I'm kind of hoping it's good, because I wasn't too sure. I mean, I liked the last one, but it kind of changed. Split. Yeah. Yeah, kind of ended a bit. Well, I think it's unexpected. because it was kind of setting it up for yeah. that, and we yeah. were like, oh, what? Oh, it's oh. That. That's what <laughs> it is? Okay. Yeah, I'm hoping it's good, yeah. For TV, I'm excited to the next throny. Is that a word? Well, there's brony, so why not? <laughs> about the final season of Game of Thrones. Aside the obvious, I'm excited about Luther's next case, as well as a return to the final frontier and the... Oh, yeah, Star Wars. Oh, Star Trek. Star Trek. My bad. Uh, <laughs> My bad. doing so well. <laughs> Staring daggers at you right now. <laughs> Shouting at you. Could you? Uh, and the continuing heel turn exploration of David Haller in Legion. 
Yes. And for comics, I'm as surprised as anyone that the comic I'm most looking forward to in 2019 is Boom Studios' reinvention of Buffy the Vampire Slayer as they take the Slayer back to her high school roots. But after their excellent opening to the continuing Firefly adventures, I'm all in. Cool. What's yes. that about Legion? Uh, I don't know. What, is it coming next year? Is what, this year? Well, yeah, I'll include 2020. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Um, but it's going to be interesting because he's like the villain now, right? Yeah. Which is a shame. Spies, spoilers if you haven't watched it around. <laughs> <laughs> Which you should. Yeah. Next up is 20th Century Geek underscore pod at 20th Century Geek. He said, 2019 is going to be awesome. To keep it focused, here are top 10 films I'm hyped for. So, Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, It Chapter 2. Oh, I forgot about that one. Uh, Shazam. I always feel like you have to go, Shazam. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine, Far From Home, which is Spider-Man, Hobson Shaw, which is going to be quite fun, I think. Uh, Happy Death Day to you and Joker. Yeah, I will say I'm kind of excited about the Godzilla film. Yeah. I usually am not a fan of the big monster film things. The big monster film things, right. Yeah, I think that's fairly descriptive, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, but the trailer looks really good. So yeah, I'm, in- I'm intrigued because they're bringing optimistic. lots of different monsters in. Which is kind of yeah. cool. So it's not just, you know, Godzilla versus King Kong or whatnot. It's, right. it's like, like it has the a bit big of a story moth thing. And, as well. so. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. So some great picks there. So next up, we've got Jack and the Geek Stalk at Jack Geek Stalk. Hope you've all had a good festive break. So all the things. All the things. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, but more specifically, in films, Glass, Captain Marvel, Endgame, Star Wars 9, TV, Game of Thrones final season, Gotham final season, and the CW crossover, and countless other things I've forgotten, of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's kind of like me. I was just looking through like the list of... I got to the first page of like films and there was like, hang on, there's how many results? <laughs> yeah, <Nah>. no. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, Kale at Hal11k said, Glass looks pretty interesting. Last season, a Game of Thrones can't arrive soon enough. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, thumbs up. And Avengers Endgame, 12 thumbs up for that. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> so, yes, a lot, a lot of excitement for Avengers Endgame. It's just going to be so big. Yes, it's going to be huge. And I really hope they do it justice. Mm. Um, I've, got, I've got the same feeling with Game of Thrones, though, because that, yeah. yeah. They've got to finish it off, Ooh. right? So. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, Jack and the Geeks Talk at Jack Geeks Talk said, can't believe I forgot Legion. Yes. Also very good. Uh, Ken Major at Ken Major 83 said, T- for TV, Good Omens, Dark. Game of Thrones and Catch 22. For film, Pet Cemetery, It Part 2. For book, Margaret Atwood, The Testaments, Tom Baker and James Goss, Doctor Who meets Scratchman. And for DVD, Doctor Who, The Macro Terror. So this is the missing second Doctor story animated. Mm, which is all very interesting because they're actually all based on novels. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed. Okay, yeah. So I went and asked Jack of the Geekstalk at Jack Geekstalks uh, about Star Wars since it was very polarizing. Uh, and so what do they want from the, you know, the end of the trilogy? Yeah. And they said, nothing more than a satisfying ending. Also, aren't ready to go dark. Ooh, mm. which is a interesting, would be a very interesting turn, uh, which get your own comic also backed. Okay. But would Disney, is it Disney one though? Would, would they really do that? Make the main protagonist? Well, obviously, they did it in the prequels, but we all knew that that was coming because, you know, it's Darth Vader and everything. Right. I don't know. I think that's an interesting one. I don't know if I want them to go that route. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so Dan Tween at Dan Bird in 1138 said, I feel like not enough people 
people are talking about Star Wars. Just kind of quietly optimistic and hoping that, <laughs> yes, hoping for the hoping best. that it all comes to a nice conclusion. I feel like whenever you bring up a Star Wars thing, it's polarizing, isn't it? So Yes. Which is a shame because it is. uh get your own get your Comic Con said. I don't think the prequels were even as polarizing as the last Jedi ended up being. Um yeah, yeah which is yeah, they said it's tough to think of any recent movie, maybe Batman vs Superman, which had such extreme reactions, which is true. And Dantooine also replied, uh, the fan reaction to The Last Jedi, the commercial failure of Solo, it's hard to believe it has gotten like this. After the massive success of The Force Awakens, it's kind of staggering. It's true. I mean, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. it's a shame. It's a real shame because it's a franchise. Star Wars is just something I really love. So, but I mean, yeah, not since quite a while ago. So. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I mean, I liked... Force Awakens was good, and I liked Last Jedi a lot. So yes, I mean I don't know. <laughs> this is I don't so know much what focus. The is. Sorry, <laughs> it's it's hard to it's hard to comment on Star Wars because I feel like there's so much like like with Marvel and DC, there's so much like toxicity in the fandom. Like yeah. So what were your list then, Chris? What are you most excited for in 2019 slash 2020? By the sounds of it, yes. Yeah, I'm really excited about returning TV like uh, Mr. Robot, and I'm hoping for season four of Rick and Morty will be soon. Uh, Okay, you know, yeah. But they haven't said anything about that. So, American Gods season two. Oh, is that exciting. coming back? I think okay. so. Yeah. yeah. Orville, Game oh, of yeah. Thrones, Black Mirror, Legion. <laughs> Excited about all these things. New stuff coming up. A new TV? New TV and stuff, films and stuff as well. <laughs> okay. Um, so the the Disney TV things like Loki and Captain America, they can be interesting. So there's Winter Soldier, Soldier, Winter Soldier and Falcon. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. Okay, and then um, <laughs> Scarlet Witch as well. Okay, yeah, uh, I think they could be good. We'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see. Yep. Um, so we might have to actually get that streaming service, so we are yes. going to be poorer. Anyway, <laughs> there's like it looks like there's going to be a new Avatar, the Last Airbender show or something, which mm. could be an interesting live action thing. Watchmen. Watchman. Oh, okay. I, I was just reading a list. I don't know how true any of this is, but <laughs> right. Twilight Zone. Apparently, they're remaking that. Oh, it's kind of fun. That's surprising. Okay. Um, I always kind of see Black Mirror as the sort of Twilight Zone, though. Yeah, it's like, like a, a modern, like the modern take hmm. on it. Yeah, maybe his Dark Materials. Oh, so the Philip Pullman books. Yeah. Veronica Mars is coming back. Apparently, I never watched the original. I know you're a huge fan of it, weren't you? I so. liked it a lot. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I saw the last because they did like a one-off film or something, oh, okay. didn't they? Like a director streaming service one or something <laughs> right uh, yeah i think it's back. on netflix isn't it or amazon prime or something we saw yeah but she's like grown up she's in i don't know if she's in college or she's she's training for the fbi or something i think <laughs> okay <laughs> but i need to watch that um halo and there's a halo thing what okay i don't know how many yeah i don't know how many of these things that are listed are actually ha- yeah. going to happen yeah yeah they might so, be in early stages and yeah just get cancelled but anyway yeah movies i'm looking forward to obviously avengers aladdin okay john work free mm-hmm. hellboy men in black that looks good did you watch the trailer for men in black i don't know if i watched it through i've seen bits of it okay. <laughs> is that weird uh, <laughs> i'm just a browser <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway, it might have been like on an advert or something and I just skipped it. Okay. Did that happen? Anyway, uh, new Godzilla movie looks all right. Shazam. And Lego movie too actually looks quite fun. Okay. Didn't love the first one. But. It feels a bit Mad Max Fury Road esque, doesn't it? Yeah. Because they're all in like the desert or something now. I can't, I don't really know what's going it's a bit on. Dystopian. But yeah. Something everything's like that. gone horribly wrong. Mm. And uh, the guy's still smiling, which yes. is nice. Everything is not awesome. <laughs> I'm, hope, I'm hoping they don't keep singing everything is no. awesome. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, that's my kind of selection as far as I got. What about you? 
Okay. Uh, so for films, I've put Avengers Endgame first, obviously. Uh, Captain Marvel, Shazam, Star Wars 9, because I actually did put it. <laughs> because I'm intrigued. I, I want to know how they're going to finish it. Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely watch it, and I'm I'm quietly optimistic, maybe. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure if I am. Right. It might be a lie. <gasps> um, I'm, ho- I'm hopeful. You're hopeful, yes. Yeah, I'm hopeful. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right. Sorry. So conflicted. Yeah. Oh, the force. Uh, Lion King. Lion King. But yes. also, I'm very quietly optimistic about this because it was such a. I mean, this was my favorite kit. My favorite kid. Pretty much. Uh, my favorite <laughs> film as a kid. So I'm very hesitant. Like, oh, what are yeah. they gonna do? It's right difficult with those ones, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Aladdin. Yep. But uh, hmm, the first look images were a bit iffy. I thought. I don't know if you saw them. You yes. know, Will Smith's genie and stuff. I'm just going to wait. I'm just <laughs> okay. going to wait and see. Yes, so. fair enough. Also, Glass, which, yeah, I'm quite optimistic about that. Uh, John Wick 3, because, I mean, John Wick's great. Just so yeah. good. And there's also more dogs in this and Halle Berry. More dogs? Yes. More dogs that don't die. No, hopefully. hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> and him on a horse. I'm on a horse. horse. <laughs> also, How to Train Your Dragon 3, because I absolutely love those films. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was yeah, great. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, because, you know, Spider-Man, yep. obvs. Um, and Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Yes, I still haven't mm. watched the trailer for that. Have you not? No, I kind of wanted to put it down, but I was like, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> really? But it's Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. Yeah, it just seems yeah, really was, strange. Yeah. Like, I, I'm surprised that Nintendo would allow this, honestly. Yeah. Well, mm. was, well, yeah, well, who has the rights to it? Who has the rights to it? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's Nintendo. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, TV, Game of Thrones final season, season eight. Uh, but very, as I said, very nervous about that because the yeah. ending's not going to be the ending you want, is it? Let's face it. It's going to be, I don't know. Is it's it going to be, yeah. To an ending that's really satisfying for everyone. True. So. Except for Breaking Bad. They did that very well, I that thought. Was very well thought out. Yeah. And planned. Mm. So. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's Game of Thrones is never going to be a happy ending, is it? We we know that True. throughout the whole entire thing. So I just don't know how they're going to. Just hope it's like satisfying, oh, yeah. like it rounds it off, and you go, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Maybe we didn't agree with it, but okay, yes. I wonder if we are going to get Sam with the book, <laughs> closing yeah. it, and I think that would be. Would be quite I, nice I think I'd quite enjoy that ending. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Good Omens. So the Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman novel that they did together. That, okay. You know, the it was David Tennant and what's his name? Oh, yeah, like a... The angel Devil and Angel. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it could be good, yeah. Yeah. Stranger Things season three. Yes. Yes, because that's always good. I love a bit of 80s. Did didn't have that on my list. You did, did not? I? No. Yeah, uh, big Little Lies season two, which I don't know, are they going to have the same characters from the first season? But I absolutely love that. That was great. That was a really good tv show yeah i remember that <laughs> <laughs> i remember that well we watched it in january so it's a long time ago now so yeah uh, chilling adventures of sabrina season two because i was actually yep. pleasantly surprised by that really enjoyed i it. thought it's it was good. really really good uh legion season three question mark whether we're going to get it or not is another question uh mr robot season four as you said yes. um final season though <laughs> Ooh. No, <laughs> no. Well, I'd forgotten um, that we were getting the last one. So, oh, really? Okay, I'm, but I'm how are they going to round that one off? Well, hopefully they do it well. Okay. So. Right. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Punisher season two. Yep. Because I really, really loved the first season, but I've heard some not good things about uh, it. Okay. What about Jessica Jones? Uh, well, uh, I don't know. It does make you why they suddenly cancelled everything. Like yes. Maybe they knew something about these productions. I don't know. Or... I don't know. I don't really know what the whole deal was, to be honest. 
Strange, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. But yeah, we all know they're going to get cancelled as soon as they come out. Yeah. So there's that to look Great. forward to. I know. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, for comics, Hunter's storyline and Amazing Spider-Man run, which should be quite good. Um, and yeah, really excited for the Book of the Vampire Slayer comics from Boom Studios too. Cool. So yeah, I think that was pretty much everything. We yeah. could talk about this for forever though. There's so much stuff coming out in 2019. Yes, let's not do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> too many things. Yes, too many things. But a lot of good things coming out. So very excited. yeah so yeah thank you everyone for getting involved and sending in your top lists for 2019 thanks guys thank you so much for listening guys really hope you enjoyed this first episode of 2019 Mm -hmm. and if you'd like to get in touch with us for any reason how do they go about doing that then, Chris? Right, well, Nicola's most active on Twitter, forward slash we have a mm-hmm. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, forward slash we have a And we're on YouTube.com, forward slash we have a Nicola has a blog over at wehaveahulk.co.uk, mm-hmm. where you can check out all her amazing articles. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and anything else? I think that's pretty much everything, I isn't it? I think that's pretty much everything. Yeah, that's enough for now. Yeah. <laughs> so once again, I really hope you've had a great festive break and a great New Year's Eve. And Happy New Year to everybody. And hope to see you next time. Bye. Bye.